0: Hey John, how are you?
1: Hi Elliot, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing okay. Um, So yesterday I saw that FinCEN posted a supplemental advisory on identifying and reporting human trafficking. I think this updates something they put out uh, about uh, six years ago in 2014. Did you get a chance to take a look at that? I
1: did see it. And um, one thing I always uh, sort of uh, forget to to reference, but I think it's pretty important uh, when advisories are issued, they list up front uh, that the advisory should be shared with, and it says you know, the typical places, chief risk officers, BSA departments, MSBs, legal departments, but they also focus on CEOs and chief operating officers. And I think sometimes, and chief risk, we, we sometimes forget that um, you know compliance needs to see these things and plug them in and all of that, but the top of the house needs to understand sort of the scope of what AML has become. And I think human smuggling and trafficking as reportable offenses are clearly uh, one of those areas.
0: I agree. It is one of the, I mean, that education or knowledge is part of the tone from the top. That's so critical for overall of um, compliance.
1: You're yeah, right. That's right. And, and you know, uh, again, they were pretty early on with the uh, 2014 original guidance, um, that they issued, and that became a pretty important tool for institutions, uh, uh, particularly in training and other spaces, but also to call this area out. And that was before the SAR was amended to include uh, a box for human trafficking, which does, does now exist. But this particular advisory goes through a number of, as we know, typologies and red flags. And I think some of the red flags Um, They're not generic, but they seem to reference activities that could be other crimes, right?
0: Yeah, I I noticed that a a number of them, uh, particularly in connection with where a trafficked individual might be uh, taken to a financial institution and be within sight of uh, customer-facing staff, those red flags felt an awful lot, it looked an awful lot like the same list you'd have for elder abuse, a person who's really controlling another person, not letting them speak. Um, But um, in addition to getting this to the top of the house, getting this to training and pushing out some of these ideas and reminders to customer facing staff, because many of the people who are uh, the subject of human trafficking, you know, they're going to give you visual cues. They may look malnourished. They may look like they've been um, mistreated. Um, they, they may be very uh, fearful and exhibit those kinds of things. So there's a bunch of behavioral items here that really are better detected by front of the house, customer facing folks um, before uh, patterns of transactions get to an FIU.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think the other part that uh, sort of continues to show that criminals adjust with what's going on in the market uh, is a section in the advisory on alternative payment methods and showing that traffickers don't just use cash. They go with uh, prepaid cards, convertible virtual currency. There's actually a a case study on funnel accounts, talks about that. Um, FinCEN has also identified transactions where these uh, human traffickers have used third-party payment processing. So to sort of understand that, it's not surprising that traffickers are using alternative payment methods, but it's always good to reference that so there's no one in the institution that says, well, <clears throat> it's not being done uh, any other way but cash or checks or something like that.
0: Right. Uh, I was a little um, surprised to see that um, they also reference the fact that bulk cash, tra- cash transfers are still happening. You know, I remember 25 years ago. You know, the pictures of uh, bundles of cash in uh, big boxes that were supposed to be diapers and things like that. But apparently, that that is still happening. I think it's happening much more through the alternative payment methodologies that you talked about. But bulk cash is still around.
1: Right. And the last thing, real quick, in terms of once you identify the activity as potentially human trafficking or smuggling, in terms of filing the SAR. I talked to somebody in the anti-trafficking space who called this out specifically, and that it's institutions should provide all the available information in the SAR form of the narrative. Yes. But a potential victim of human trafficking shouldn't be reported as the subject of the SAR. Rather, all available information of the victim should be in the narrative. So reminding them to fill it out that way, it becomes easier for investigators and analysts to track.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, writing stars about this kind of stuff can be a little tricky. So that was, I thought that was a good call out um, and a good point that they made in the uh, supplement.
1: So take a look at it. It's uh, FinCEN 2020-A008 on October 15th, 2020. And I think uh, plug it into your training, get it in front of your CEO and your board and go from there.
0: All right. Have a good week, John. Stay safe.